This is Studio B Sessions, our series of conversations and in-studio performances with Missouri musicians. I'm Connor McGovern. William Russell Wallace is a singer-songwriter originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, but he's traveled all over the country, living and touring in many places, and he says all of those places are connected to his life and growth as a musician. Wallace came by KBIA's Studio B to talk with us about his journey as an independent artist, how living in mid-Missouri has affected his work, and his latest album, Confidence Man, which was released January 2022. He also played a set for us in Studio B. Enjoy! Alright, this song's called uh, Lover, I'm Overwhelmed. It's on uh, my new record called Confidence Man, which came out in January. I graduated college in 2004, from like 2004 to 2013. I was playing in different bands, I was on the road all the time. Even if I wasn't doing stuff that I was writing, I was playing bass or playing piano or doing stuff in different bands. I was constantly traveling. Um, and I, I got kind of burnt out on it. So I took a break and I uh, went and got my MFA in fiction at the University of Montana, just trying my hand at a different kind of writing, you know? And then uh, Dirty Soul came together in a weird way. Uh, after I left Montana, I moved to Gainesville, Florida, and I ended up in rehab in Florida, as, as Florida will do to certain people. But it wasn't all bad, like I wrote that entire record in rehab. And so it's like a very important, very personal record to me. And I, I wasn't intending to go on the road again. I was kind of, I kind of felt like I had moved past that part of my life. I, I felt like I was a fiction writer now and not a songwriter. Um, but it was, it was, you know, like they told me I could bring my guitar to rehab and like, it was my best friend there, and I, I sat and like I hadn't written songs in a couple years, and they just poured out of me. And I, there's I think there's ten songs on the record, but I probably wrote like seventeen or eighteen while I was there. Oh, but I can be your illegal high, baby. I'll be your cocaine if you'll be my moonshine. Oh, honey, please. Oh, and I can be your head and shame, them holes in your stocking. Your hunger pains. Whoa, oh, oh. Cincinnati and uh, that's where I'm originally from was Cincinnati I got together with some old friends and we 
you know, the bar I used to work at was like, hey, you want to play some shows? And so I kind of got a band together and uh, we recorded all of Dirty Soul in our practice space. And it wasn't even like intended to be a record. It was just us kind of fleshing out these ideas. And then my wife got a very good job in California, so we had to move there. And um, while we were there, I was like, man, these songs are pretty good. I, I think I want to put out a record again. And so I put that record out and started booking shows again and went on the road and I've been doing it ever since. So it was kind of a weird serendipitous thing. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it's uh looking back on it, I actually talked to my wife today and I was like, I think that's the best stuff I've done. Um, I'm, I'm very proud of that record. Like it, it sounds like a little more raw than a lot of musicians would like, but I think it's perfect for what it is. And I'm, I'm really proud of the songwriting on it. When I first recorded, when I first wrote them, that it was just a way like of writing down my feelings in therapy, you know, like everybody journals, everybody talks, but like the way that I grew up was writing songs. And like, I had been separated from that from like for, for like four or five years. So it was kind of a way to like recapture my youth in a way, like re recapture my innocence in a way. It's songwriting to me. Like, it's so weird. Like when I like listen to interviews with other songwriters or read books about songwriting and I'm just like, or like I have friends that are like, I'm going to write a song a day for a year. I'm like, how, how the hell do you do that? Like, like for me, if it's not there, it's not there. Um, and when it's there, it's a waterfall. Like it's just over and over. Like like Mormon Cocaine, one of the songs I played earlier, uh, we had just gotten off tour. We had played a very strange show in Salt Lake City and had a very weird night. It's not as weird as the song. I've very much embellished it. But like I was, I was driving home, I was going to visit my mom in Cincinnati and I got that melody stuck in my head, that da, 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 da. And then I came up with like the, the chorus and like I just like did like a voice memo on my phone. I got to my mom's house. My mom's like, hey, you wanna watch a movie? You wanna hang out? And I'm like, I gotta go to the piano. My mom has like a very nice baby grand piano. I was like, sorry, I love you. I haven't seen you in a while. I'll give you a hug. Give me 10 minutes. He loved me like a fever. When it breaks, he goes mad. That's when my good loving daddy decides to go bad and he says hey babe what do you say you want to get down tonight on that mormon cocaine or let your hair down get out of those clothes sit tight for me honey and soon i'll be home well us famous times now it's two years clean if he grows weary of that fight, will he grow weary of me? He sees a man with a look, a twitch and a ring. He sees the pain in my heart. He says, I know just the thing. And he says, hey, babe, it ain't being bad when it's cut up like this. Oh, mama, that's where it's at. So let your head down, get out of those clothes. Sit tight for me, honey. And soon I'll be home He said sit tight for me honey And soon I'll be home I'm gonna love you I sat down and I wrote the whole thing in 10 minutes Like on, on her piano Cause like when it hits me it hits me um, I'm very bad at like Taking my time with it It's it's either there or it's not There's a couple songs that like I've piecemealed together In different pieces But I feel like my best work Like um my favorite song on the new record is Just a Little Joy, and like I wrote that one in you know, 10 or 15 minutes. I like just threw it all together. I wish I had more control over it, but I don't. Like I, I'll go six months without writing a song, and then I'll write three songs in a week. If I find him first and he says, hey babe, what do you say? 
you want to get down tonight on that Mormon cocaine. Oh, let your head down, get out of those clothes. Sit tight for me, honey, and soon I'll be home. He said, sit tight for me, honey, but he ain't coming home. He ain't coming home. He ain't coming home. You know, I played that Roanoke song. Uh, I wrote that one a long time ago, and it, I just never had the right band or the right sound or the right vibe. So it's it's on this new record, even though it's kind of a kind of an old song in my repertoire. Dirty Soul has songs about California on it. It has songs about Ohio on it. It has songs about New York on it. Um, Confidence Man has a song called Roanoke, a song called Missoula. Like, place really affects me. You know, I, I've lived in so many places. I'm a musician. My wife's an academic. So we, we've been all over the place. And, you know, the, the songs I write are about people. Like, I like to tell stories about people. So, like, but the people are influenced by the places that they're from and the places they live in. So it naturally becomes about that place, too. I'm always, like, a little reticent when I'm writing to be, like, you know, like, it feels kind of gimmicky to, like, have, like, you know, like, the California song or the Montana song or whatever. But, like, I love all those songs. Like, so... Is it gimmicky? I don't know. I can't help it. It, it inspires me, so I'm going to keep writing them. And do you remember those things that we do in the van out in the dark while the other bands were still loading in? You know I still think about it often. All the pretty promises we spoke and how love we never kept a single one in row and no. Oh, but we raised our toes all through the summer To every wicked spell that you kept me under A few lines of poetry and dirty jokes That's all I got to take with me when I fled from Roanoke Oh, but think on that hand-to-mouth existence And those happy payment plans but forget about the other women I forget that other man Cause we had ideas and we had maps We had plans and ratios Oh, we never found a home But we found a place in Roanoke And we raised our glasses all through the winter To hearing the confessions of your favorite sinner has been screaming till he's sore and going broke. Cause that's the language that they speak in Roanoke. All right. Something else in those pictures that you sent. You told me you was then, get rid of them, but you know I never did. I can tell you got a new lover now, girl. You got that lover's glow. Oh, but he can't sing like me, and he ain't ever been to row and no. When the girls here, they've got the moon. Know in a place that's 
worth a damn is gonna have some ghosts Well, that's the lesson that we learned in Roanoke Well, any place that is worth a damn is gonna have some ghosts Well, that's the lesson that we learned in Roanoke You're listening to Studio B Sessions. I'm Connor McGovern. Singer-songwriter William Russell Wallace came by KBIA's Studio B and sat down for a chat with us about his journey as an independent solo artist, life on the road, and the stories he tells on his latest album titled Confidence Man. We also talked about his brief hiatus from music to focus on writing fiction. But when it was time to pick up the guitar again, he found a way to incorporate his narrative style into his songwriting. Here's the rest of our conversation in Wallace's set in Studio B. As a songwriter, like the lyrics are always my favorite part. And what kills me is like having to make them rhyme and having to have a good melody and then having to have like the dynamics and everything. And I'm like, Oh, I can just write words. Cool. I can do that. Like, like lyrics have always been the strong point of my music. I'm not the best singer. I'm not the best player, but I write, but I write damn good words. Like I'll, I'll say that. Um, and so like, I was like, Oh cool. I can just, I can just write it. Like, and I got very lucky. I was, uh, I was living in Cincinnati in 20, this would have been like 2012, I guess. And, uh, the girl I was dating at the time, was taking classes at Cincinnati State. And uh, I've always been like an avid reader. Uh, my undergrad degree was in literature. So like, you know, like I I read a lot of books. But I'd never really like written much. And then like one day I told the girl I was saying, I'm like, I want to try to write short stories. And like, I like wrote like a couple short stories. And she was taking some classes at Cincinnati State, which is a technical uh, a community college in Cincinnati. And she was like, hey, like I saw uh, they do like, fiction workshop at Cincinnati State. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, that'd be fun to do. I've never done that. So, like, I signed up for one of those. And this guy, uh, Jeffrey Wolf, who's, like, one of my dearest friends to this day, he's now the Dean of Humanities at Cincinnati State, he actually has co-written two of my songs, one on Song Sung Blue and one on uh, Confidence Man. Shout out to Jeff Wolf. Um, he, he taught that class, and uh, he pulled me aside, like, the first day I had something up in workshop, and he was like, hey, like what do you, who are you? What are you doing here? And he was like, he was like, this is, this is really good. Like, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to be a writer? And I was like, I, I guess so. Sure. And he like mentored me and he wrote my letters of recommendation. And you know, like if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have gone to university of Montana, which is like a top five program for that kind of thing. And that's where I met my wife at the university of Montana. So he's a very important person in my life. Um, yeah. So like, that's, um, and I, I, I still write fiction, you know, like I have a novel that I'm working on, um, you know, I've got a couple literary agents I've been talking to about that. Um, the difference is, though, and the reason why I went back to music, <laughs> I need the, I need the validation, the instant validation. Like, you know, like I've written like short stories that have won awards, you know, I've been published in good magazines, but that's like a year after the fact. I need the applause. I need, it's, it's, it's the addict brain. It's the, uh, 
I need the I need the dopamine fix, and you can't get that from writing fiction. Uh, you can you can get it from writing music though, or not from writing music, but from performing music. It seems like in this uh, latest album, Confidence Man, you combine you really like more more so than ever. You combine both aspects, the performing and the music, with the fiction writing. Uh, so, Confidence Man was released in January, and its narrative style is very apparent. Each song feels like there's a story and a plot to follow. How have you combined music and fiction, and will this evolution in your songwriting ability continue into future work? Yeah, I would like for it to. Uh, I'm glad you said that because, like, that's what I was like trying to do with that. You know, like it's all like I'm trying to do like characters in each song. Um, like they're all like somewhat based on real life, but I'm kind of trying to turn it up to a level. Like, and my, my fiction is too. You know, and like my book is just me, but like kind of turned up or down depending on the situation. Um, and I want the songs to do that too. But like, I want every song to like be an interesting story. Um, I want it to be a be a character study in a way. And uh, I, I I do want to keep that going. I feel like, I feel like I'm a better writer when I do that. Um, like when we're talking about Dirty Soul, like, you know, like that's a very personal album that I wrote in rehab. And I do think that that's like some of the best stuff I've ever written, but like, that's too hard. Like, <laughs> I don't want to go back there, you know? Like, I don't want to, like, the trauma that led to the writing of that is not something that you can recreate. So like 
I think in order to evolve as a songwriter, it has to be more character based. It has to be, you know, like, but like I, I can take my lived experiences and make characters based on that too, you know? So it's kind of a interesting mix, but yeah, I, I want to keep that going. I feel like I can, I feel like with the stuff I'm working on now, I can take like the stuff I did on confidence man and kind of make it a little weirder and more interesting I love Confidence Man. I think it's a great record, but like, it's also like very straightforward, you know, like it's like, it's, it's a rock and roll record in the vein of like Tom Petty or something like that, which like I love, like that's the stuff that I listen to. I have a half-hearted joke that I say that's uh, more people called me when Tom Petty died than when my dad died to make sure I was okay, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> I don't know what that says about me or, uh <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's the man. Um, he's my, my all-time favorite. Um, so yeah, he's he's always a big influence. He's always there. Um, Springsteen's always there. Dylan's always there. With my harmonica playing, uh, Little Walter, who uh, he was on Chess Records. He played on Muddy Wa- Muddy Waters Records. He played on some Helen Wolf stuff, um, and he had his own soul stuff as well. Like he's my biggest influence on the harmonica, and like a, a lot of the old soul music. Um, like I'm not a soul singer, but I feel like my delivery is always like kind of like a half beat behind the way like and Otis Redding or Sam Cooke would do. Not that I could sing like them, but like I grew up listening to that stuff. So like, I feel like my delivery kind of mimics them, even if the voice isn't as good. Um, my bandmates get very mad trying to sing harmony with me because they're like, you're always a little offbeat. And I'm like, oh, well, you know. So uh, writing has been a big part of your life for a long time now. I remember you talking about how your first real band started in Roanoke, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, flash forward to your professional solo releases of today. What's the biggest change you've observed in the independent artist scene? There's too much stuff, man. Um, I mean, it's just like back in the day, like if you were touring, like not many bands toured, you know, like, like in 2005, if we went on the road, like, for example, if we played, you know, like Cafe Berlin in town here, not a lot of bands were on tour. So people would be like, oh, there's a band on tour? Let's go see them. But now, like, there's a thousand bands on tour because everybody's got a Spotify. Everybody's got... Which is, like, really cool for bands, but, like, also you're not making the money you used to make. You're not getting your name out the way you used to. It's hard to cut through the noise. Um, Not that it's noise. A lot of people are doing good stuff. But there's just so much content. I mean, it's like trying to find a good TV show or a good movie. There's a million good TV shows and a million good movies. But, like, how do you set yourself apart, you know? Um, and that's, that's the hardest part. Um, and I feel like that's why I play so many shows. Cause if you can get me in a room in front of people, I'm a, I'm a pretty good live performer. I'm a, I'm an affable guy. I'm good on the mic. Like I can, and I'm good at like talking to people before and after the show. Like if I play a show, when I come back to that town, those people will remember me and they'll come out and bring their friends. But like getting your foot in the door initially is very hard now. It, it it used to be much easier. Um, like I miss MySpace. Oh man, back in the day, if you on your band's MySpace, you would have the town you were from and you could search the town and see all the bands in town and you would hit up the band on MySpace and be like, Hey, I'll get you a show in my town, you give me a show in your town and you, that's how you would set up an entire tour. And it was it was awesome because you would have like a good local because you had the band. And now it's like, how do you even find like local bands anymore? There's just a million websites. There's a million things. Um so like that, I mean, that's the biggest thing is there's just so much going on. And then like, also like, I mean, trying to book like, I mean, I don't want to say post COVID cause who knows what's happening with new variants, but like some places are booking four months out. Some places are booking like this week. Like it's changed the whole landscape of like 
performing and booking. Like some places require vaccination, some places don't. Like, I mean, I'm double vaxxed and boosted, so I, you know, and I like when places I play are that. But like, it's just like booking is like very different with the with all the coronavirus stuff. Um, I feel like the the scene is just as supportive as ever. Like when you play in a town and you meet a local, like they're going to be your friend forever, you know, like, cause you guys have, you know, been in the pits together, you know, like they've been on the road, they've played your town, you've played their town. Like they've slept in their van and some bad show in rural Oklahoma. You've done the same, you know, like they're always going to take care of each other. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, like I always say, like I've been torn for a long time. Like, it kind of wrecked my life in a lot of ways, but like 90% of the people I know in the world that I love, I met because I did that. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't trade it for anything. So with the new album released and available to the public, what's next for William Russell Wallace? Well, I got a, a little tour in April. Um, also, uh, my 40th birthday is in April. I'll be in Laramie, Wyoming on my 40th birthday. So that'll be interesting. I've, I've been writing a lot of new songs. Um, I kind of miss my band a little bit, so I think I'm going to go home to Ohio and uh, try and get some people together for like a week or so in May, if I can do it, and get Travis, who was on the record, um, or my friend Andy, who, I, who I've who i written a lot of songs with. Um, I'm, I'm going to try and get us all together and like hammer out a bunch of new ideas I'm working on. I have finally like got a decent draft of the novel, and I've got a literary agent I'm working with, so I kind of want to see what happens with that at the same time. Um, I also uh, bartend on the weekends at Billiards on Broadway. If anybody wants to come shoot some pool, uh, so I'm just I'm I'm just kind of uh, seeing where it goes for right now. You know, my my wife is getting her PhD at Mizzou, so we're gonna be here for three more years. So in that time, I'm gonna try to write some more songs and try to finish this book. But like I said, with me with songwriting, I just gotta strike when the iron's hot. I did write like three songs a week ago. I haven't revisited them yet. I wrote them down, recorded the demos. I leave them alone for like a month or two and then I come back and I'm like, is there something there or is there not? So in a couple of weeks, I'm going to revisit those and see what happens. Um, but I think I'll probably have enough for a new record in a year or so and I'll, I'll probably do one then. I want to tour on Confidence Man for a while because um, it, it's a good record and um, you know it's the first, I started my own record label called Bear Dog Records and it's the first release on there. So I kind of want to establish that as a thing. So I'm going to keep playing shows through the summer and the fall and uh, I'm going to do an East Coast run in the, f- in the summer, hopefully a West Coast run at some point um, if I can pull it off. But yeah, just uh, a, lot, a lot of gigs, a lot of trying to create new stuff. That's this edition of Studio B Sessions with William Russell Wallace. Thanks to William Russell Wallace for the music and conversation here at KBIA. I'm Connor McGovern. We'll be back next week with another edition of Studio B Sessions, featuring in-studio music and conversation with Anthony Wilkerson. Yes, you heard that right. Anthony Wilkerson played a set and chatted with us in KBIA's Studio B. We'll hear that conversation this time next week on Studio B Sessions.
Studio B Sessions is produced by Abigail Ruman, Sarah Petrowich, Aaron Hay, Janet Saidi, and me, Connor McGovern. Our digital team is Beth Burton, Lauren Hubbard, Tia Maggio, and Jamie Baker. Thanks to KBIA's Kyle Felling, Mark Johnson, and Ryan Famuliner. I'm Connor McGovern. See you next week.